Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I give all honor and glory to my God and Savior. Amen. For he alone is worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. You may all be seated for a moment. Hallelujah. Um, it is always an honor and a privilege to be able to come and share the word um, of God with you all. Um, you know, pastor always gets us, gets us in trouble uh, when he requests us to, um, you know, to share the word on a Sunday. And um, when he told me, you know, in my head, I'm calculating, I'm like, okay, he tells me, and I'm like, oh my God, that's the day right after the women's uh, <laughs> fellowship. I'm like, sure, pastor, just pile it on, no problem, I've got this. <laughs> but, the, you know, it's God who's got us, amen? And when we trust and confide in the Lord and depend from God, then all things are possible, amen? And, um, you know, I'm encouraged by, um, by Sister Helen and, and the work that missionaries do, amen? Um, we're not all called to be missionaries, but those that are, um, you know, the Lord gives them a strength, an endurance, a perseverance, amen, because it is not easy to go out into these third world countries um, with, where life is completely different from what we um, experience here in the States, amen. But um, I'm just, I'm also encouraged in, in the last, you know, few statements that she said where she said, you know, to be encouraged because I like to think that that's um, where my, um, my preaching today is heading. You know, the Lord wants us to be encouraged. Um, we heard uh, Nate speak last Sunday, amen, about our passions and how there are seven um, killers to our passion. <clears throat> he mentioned each one. <clears throat> and what I walked away with last Sunday is the fact that, you know, if there is anything that is killing our passion, if there is anything that is killing it, we have to recognize it and get rid of it. Don't linger with it. Don't keep it. Just get rid of it right away. Amen. Because in this new season, God is looking for our passion in order for us to step out into the world and show the world that there is hope. Amen. Hallelujah. And then pastor was encouraging as well as um, Nate shared um, on Friday night. The Lord, you know, gave him a word for us and he brought it forth, amen, and he spoke about how God is declaring that in this new season, he is going to awaken our passion because he needs to use us. He needs our bodies, our lips, our hands, our feet to do the work that he's placed us on this earth to do, which is to reach the lost souls. But if we don't have our passion awakened, then how are we to reach the lost souls? Amen. So I was encouraged by um, their words and, and, um, and I, you know, uh, when you tend to, 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 to hear from God and, and, and you tend to be prophetic in the Lord, you know, the spirit of God connects and the spirit speaks to those, um, in the same, um, in the same wavelength, if you will, um, not to sound all super, um, stitious and or supernatural and stuff, but you know, the spirit of God is one and the same. So when you hear from God, all, the same spirit is speaking to all that hear from God. Amen. And for a while, the Lord had been speaking to me also about, you know, just awakening our passion and awakening our hope. Because the, the problem with one of our, um, or one of the things that can kill our passion is our lack of hope. Even though we're Christians, a lot of times because of our circumstances, our hope can be um, taken from us. Okay. It can be depleted. It can be diminished at times. Amen. But the Lord wants to encourage us today in that area. So when I was praying to the Lord and asking him what I should bring forth today, <clears throat> the um, title that, um, that I got was don't give up. 
So today I want you to turn to your neighbor and tell him or her, don't give up. Hallelujah. Don't give up. And it's important that we do not give up. Lord, I just want to present myself before you at this time, my God. Lord, use me as your vessel, Lord. Use me as your mouthpiece, my God. Lord, that what I share today would be completely straight from heaven, Lord. You know what your people need. You know their situations. You know their circumstances, my God. And you, knew, you know exactly what is going to quicken their spirit, my God, to not give up, but to continue, my God, fighting the good fight, Lord. For you have a great reward for us, my God. If we continue to stand, my God, and declare, Lord Jesus, that our victory is soon to come, my God, on the, in the natural as it has already happened in the heavenlies, Lord. So I thank you for this opportunity and I pray that you would open up our spiritual ears and that we would hear your words clearly, O oh God, and that they would penetrate into our hearts, my God, that they would continue and stay with us, Lord. They would do what they need to do within us so that then we can share it with others, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for for your word. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. So it, you know, I've shared the word before, but I think that for this time around, um, I struggled, um, in preparing for it and not because I didn't have an idea of what God was already placing in my spirit, but more because I told myself I have um, this, this entire week, you know, I don't have anything pending. I have a few days that I'm going to be able to just kind of get in the word, read, study, and prepare. But, you know, how many of us know that our plans don't always work out the way we schedule them to? <laughs> and, um, you know, I have decreased my hours at work for an opportunity that Yasminda got. And so I felt like, okay, I'm free this week. They haven't called me. They haven't said I have to come in. Um, so I have plenty of time, plenty of time on my hand. And here comes Monday, and I'm getting ready to take the kids to school. And I'm um, in my gym clothes because now that I'm not working, I'm back in the gym <laughs> and trying to, you know, do what I, what I take care of the spirit, try to take care of in the, in the natural, event. And, um, but then my son brings me my phone and says, look, look, it's Miss Lola. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So they needed me to come in. I said, okay, well, there goes one day, gone. Because by the time I get home with my kids, there's nothing left, you know, by the time of the routine that you have with your family. I said, okay, no problem. Tuesday, I had a trip with my son. I was out all day. Wednesday is Yasminda's thing, so I was out all day. And then because of that, something else happened Thursday. So my only day was left was Friday. One day out of the week, because then Saturday I had the women's ministry, right? But God is good, because he's always faithful, amen? So he was still able to deposit in me what he wanted us to hear from him today, amen? So um, I thank God that I did not allow myself to be defeated. Um, I didn't claim defeat, and, um, and I asked him to, to, to give me what I, want, what I would share with you guys today. So I'm here, I'm being obedient to God. And I warn you from right now, my message isn't going to be as funny as Nate's was. Um, <laughs> I may not be able to make you laugh as pastor does, amen, because that's an ability that God has given them, to, given them, amen. But I can give you truth, which is something else that God, I mean, that they are able to give you as well, amen. And I never want to bring anything that's from me. I always pray and ask God, God, what is it that I need to bring specifically for that day? So if you're here today, 
this word is for you. Know that it's directly and specifically for your life. Amen. And the Lord speaks to us in, some, in the certain ways that he does sometimes. Sometimes it's strong. Sometimes it's sweet. But when it's strong, it's because he loves us. And he wants us to be in the place that he's called us to be. And if he doesn't call our attention, then we cannot do what he's called us to do if we're not in the place that he needs us to be. Did that make sense? Amen. So, okay, so here we go. So because sometimes he calls our attention, our attention, or or today he's calling us um, for a time to be serious. Amen. That's why it's not going to be very funny or, you know, too many laughs. Because he's calling us to be serious. In this new season, there's a lot of things that are going to occur, that are going to happen. Many that are going to be good, but many that are going to test us. And if we're not serious in our walk with Christ, they might make us uh, second guess. Amen? What God is doing in our lives and in the lives of those around us. So I, although I may not you know, tickle your bone today, and I, and I am all for laughter because it's very therapeutic, um, I do, though, want to um, let you know what God put in my spirit. And he is telling us that it is a time to be serious, and he's requiring us to take a lot of the things in our lives right at this moment seriously. Like the words we speak, for instance, or the thoughts we choose to have and the manner we choose to handle certain situations in our lives because it's a matter of life and death. Some situations, some circumstances that many of us are in right now, that's how what it feels like. It's like. It feels like it's death or life or life or death. But if we're not serious about our walk with God, then we may find more death than life. And God came to give us life and life in abundance. Amen? Hallelujah. And only life can produce life. Someone say that. Life produces life. Life produces life. Amen. And we have been called to bring life to this world that is dry, broken, and dead. I know that it may sound harsh, but where there is in the spirit, there's only death to be found. And a lot of the people in this world, that's where they are right now, in a valley of death, among the, the dead. Because the Lord tells us that if we're not spiritually awakened, we are spiritually dead. So although they may be walking around inwardly, Amen. There's nothing there to be found. But if God's people are also dead, who's going to bring life to them? We have to be the ones to walk around with God's life in us in order to bring life to those who do not know God. Hallelujah. Someone, if we have been called to bring life to this world, then we must speak life into it. So how do we bring life to where there is none? I want to direct you today to Ezekiel 37, 1 through 11. You know, I, I, I like to think of myself as someone who plans ahead. But I forgot to plan ahead for my my Bible verse. Amen. Ezekiel 37 says, The hands of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back 
and far of and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, O sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you, and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you, and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and I was prophesying. There, as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, "Prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says." Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe onto the slain. Uh, King James Version says, O wind, and breathe into the slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say, our bones are dried up, and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Hallelujah, Jesus. Here we find the people of God that had been held uh, in captivity by the Babylonian, Babylonians, and they had been held in captivity for a very long time, so long that they were at the point where they felt that God had completely cut, cut them off, that they had no hope left, that God wasn't coming to rescue them, that God wasn't going to take them out and bring them back into their own land. They had lost all hope. Amen? Verse 11 tells us that, how they had lost all hope, and how it was so bad, their oppression was so bad, that it felt to them as though their bones had dried completely up. And I was, um, as I was studying, um, it said that severe prolonged exposure to the sun can cause skin, skin cancer, amen? And if, um, and if that skin um, cancer is pretty, is, um, I'm sorry, and if that cancer, or in order for them to remove it, a lot of times they need to come and scrape off the surface of the skin to, to get rid of that cancer in order to keep it from spreading, um, and the problem with that is that the scars that it leaves behind is not pretty. And sometimes the process also can be um, painful. And um, so if you could only imagine someone with that type of cancer having to go through that type of procedure and then still having the, long, the, the lasting scars to remind them of what they've been through, this, were, this is where the people of Israel were. It was so bad that that's how they felt. They felt like all their, their, their bones were dried up. There was nothing left. There was no more hope to be found. The, their faith had been deplete, depleted. Um, it was so bad that um, it talks about how some of their priests were in, the in certain temples in secret rooms surrounded by idols 
because they thought that God had cut them off, that God wasn't even looking at them. They couldn't even, he couldn't even see what they were doing anymore. So they, they had no care about, hey, God, you've abandoned us. It doesn't matter what we do because you're not listening to us and you're not taking, out of, taking us out of this place anyway. That's how bad it had gotten for the people of God. And if we think about it sincerely, this is the state of so many people today. Some are found in this state, even in our churches. It's sad to say, but we have people who feel this way among us. They have lost their hope because of their circumstances. Therefore, their passion has been dried up. So how are we to reach the loss? How are we going to reach out to those that do not have the hope of glory living with them if we ourselves have lost our hope? If because of our trials and our situations, because of the problems that, you know, life has brought our way or we have been allowed to go through, have depleted our hope, how do we come up from it? How do we keep going in order to then show the world that God is still a living God, an almighty, powerful, working God in our lives? Amen. It's not something that God can do. And don't misinterpret what I'm saying. It's us. It's something that we need to do. God is almighty, all-powerful, and there's nothing impossible for him. But we need to choose to allow God to continue increasing our hope and our faith in him. And now allow our circumstance, amen, to um, quench that hope that God has given us, that measure of faith that he's given us so that we can continue trusting and depending in him alone. We need to restore our hope in God first so that we can bring hope to those around us. And so as I prayed and, and I asked God, Lord, you know, give me what you need me to say. This is what I received in my spirit from God. Amen. There are some whose bones are dried and whose hope is lost. Some of you can't revive your passion because your hope has been depleted. Because you are tired of waiting for a promise that never seems to come. This is what I heard from God. You've become tired of waiting for your petitions to be answered, for your prayers to be realized, and therefore your hope has been diminished. But if this is you today, God wants me to tell you to be encouraged because God himself is telling you, don't give up. It is not the time to give up. It is not the time to bow, down, to bow out, amen, or to claim defeat. It is time not to give up, to stand up, rise up, and declare that God's victory is on its way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is encouraging you today. 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18 in the New Living Translation says this. That was 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18. That is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. So even though some of us feel like the, the, that process of people who have that skin cancer that I was um, um, explaining, sometimes we feel like we're being dry, that we're dried up, we have nothing left to give. But God is letting you know that might be in the exterior, that might be on the outside, but inside, in your spirit, God is doing a new thing. He is renewing your spirits even through the trials and the tribulations. Amen? It says, for our present troubles are small and won't last very long our present troubles are small and won't last very long these trials did not come to last 
forever. Amen. They came to pass. And the Lord is telling you that compared to the reward and the promises that he has for you, they're this small. But we forget that we have a powerful, almighty God working on our behalf. And those, small, and those small troubles, those small problems become vast and huge. Hallelujah. It says, yet they produce for us. See, for a reason we go through our trials and tribulations. They produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So, don't, so we don't look at the troubles, which is sometimes our problems. We're human, and we tend to look at the problem. And like I said, it becomes bigger than what we know God can do in our lives. So don't, we don't look at the troubles that we, can, that we can see. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. And, you know, I've heard this verse before, and I've heard it ex be explained how it's talking about, you know, the things here on earth, the things we see in our natural realm will pass away, but the things of heaven, the spiritual things are going to last forever. But as I read it, it, it kind of get, it made an impact in my heart and in my spirit, and I said, wow, how about if we look at it this way? Because God's word is for every time and for every season in our life. And if we look at it this way, for the things we see now will soon be gone. Who are you praying for? Who are you lifting up before the Lord? Who are you crying out to God for? Who are you saying, Lord, I don't see on the outside what in my spirit is telling me is happening in the supernatural. I don't see it. And because I don't see it, I can't continue to have hope. I can't continue to have faith because I've been in it for so long. How long, Lord? How long will I see manifested in the flesh? Well, I know what's supposed to happen in the spirit. Hallelujah. But look at it like this and take a new perspective. Walk out of here with a new perspective. That that what you see now in front of you is only going to last before a short while and then it's going to be gone and the new creature, the new creation, the new person that God is creating in that process that he or she is going through is going to last forever. That new res that result, that outcome is going to be an internal outcome. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Jesus. And you're going to hear me probably say more than once because it's just that what was coming into my spirit, that marriage of yours is not dead. That marriage of yours, your relationship is not dead. Amen. Continue to pray. Continue to consistently love on your spouse. Consistently love on your children. Consistently love on that family member that's lost. Consistently love on the, your coworkers around you because they are not a lost case. Many times we, we see them and review them as a lost case. Many, we've heard how Nate has testified, how they, can't, they, they called him a, a lost case. There was no hope for Nate. But look at the man that stands before you, amen? Not perfect. He has his flaws, hallelujah, as we all do. But God's ways are perfect. And every day God is increasing him as he is increasing me and as he is increasing you. And how he is going to continue to increase our loved ones. Amen. The ones that we cry out for. 
It's not time to give up, my people. It's time to get serious about fighting. It's time to put a demand on the word of God and declare life into the dry places in our lives. It's time to declare life back into our marriages because you see this world, this world conditions us. It conditions us to believe lies. Hallelujah. It conditions conditions us to believe the opposite of what the word tells us. And divorce to the world is okay. You have an escape goat. If your marriage is not working, you have divorce. You can go to court and and annul your marriage. Hallelujah. But the Lord tells me differently. The Lord tells me that we fight for those he has placed in our lives. If he has united you, we stand and we fight for them who we love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I know some of us have been fighting for two, three, four, five years, maybe longer. Hallelujah. And I'm going ahead of myself. But the people of God were in the desert for 40 years. But when those 40 years were up, they walked into their promised land. Do not allow the, uh, the devil to take and steal your promised land. Hallelujah. Stand strong. Stand strong and fight unto the Lord with your spirit. Uh, natural eyes can show you what he has already done in the spirit hallelujah glory to my god and the lord this is what the lord continued to tell ezekiel he said speak in my name over these bones say to them old dry bones hear the word of the lord this is what the lord god says to these bones I will make breath come into you, and you will come to life. I will join you together, make flesh grow back on you, cover you with skin, and put breath in you to make you come to life. And then you will know that I am the Lord. Sometimes our family members need to go through the mess that they're going through so that they come to a place where they realize God is Lord of their, their, over their life. Hallelujah hallelujah do not be afraid do not fear for them continue to pray for them but god will show himself up will give he will get the glory because he will do radically what he said he would do in their lives hallelujah i'm holding on to that promise jesus we glorify you lord i have it somewhere around here but i'm feeling saying it now hallelujah uh we have my family we have a family member that right now is lost And it's difficult and it's hard because it's a young person. It's not an adult. It's a young person. Amen. And we've been going through this maybe two or three years. Hallelujah. And I'm trusting in God. And I've been depending on God. But this message, working on this message, made me realize that I hadn't been consistent enough. That I hadn't been consistent in my prayer enough for the person who I am waiting for God to do what he has promised. I know the word that he's spoken over this person. And I know that God is going to do exceedingly and abundantly more than I can even imagine. Amen. Because that is what his word tells me. But I have stopped being consistent in my prayer. And in this weekend, I have... um taken an oath with myself and with God that I will become more consistent in calling life into where there is dry bones. Amen. Calling life into the area of the dead valley. Hallelujah. Because I will see with my eyes, my family with our eyes, we will see the mighty work of, ha- of God in that person's life. Amen. And we will be able to declare, declare the goodness of God and we'll be able to share with others if, she, if he was able to do it with this person, he can do it with you and your your family, in your marriage, in your relationship, with your siblings, with your parents, with your spouses. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is not time to bow out. It is not time to give up. God is telling you, don't 
give up. It's the opposite. Don't give up. Hallelujah. Somebody shout, don't give up. Hallelujah, Jesus. This is what we should be declaring. The Lord said, I will put breath in you. This is our prayer. Hallelujah. And you will come to life in Jesus' name. See, it's not time to give up. It's time to pray these words into your circumstance and continue to pray them until you can see your victory with your eyes. Hallelujah. Then that's when you will say that the Lord is the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. This should be our response to our problems and to our difficult moments in our lives. But this is what I heard the Lord say. But yet some of us, our responses tend to mirror those of the world. And this is not the easy part. But remember that God loves us and he wants us to be in the place that he's called us to be. And if we have things in our lives that are keeping us from reviving our hope he wants us to get rid of them today today is the day so if you're going through troubles and worries and and circumstances and your response is today i need a drink because my god these people in my job had gotten to me today i need to walk out of here and go get me some bottle or i need to go out tonight and dance my dance my sorrows away hallelujah don't misunderstand me i'm not condemning the acts right for some Some things are okay. For others, they may not be okay. But it's when we allow those responses, which are usually reflection of the world, okay? Usually that's how people without the hope of glory respond. Hallelujah. When we're coming out and responding like that, then we need to reflect. We need to take a moment, step back, and say, God, why am I responding this way? When my response should be on my knees, when my response should be in prayer and supplication to my God, the Almighty, who can do all things, hallelujah, who can take away my sorrows, make them his, and in return, give me peace, give me joy, give me tranquility while I overcome, hallelujah, the process that myself or my loved one might be going through. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, my God. We need to remind ourselves that although we are in this world, we are not of this world. Hallelujah. Our solution is found on our knees like never before in this season. And while, you know, I was receiving this download, I was reminded of Daniel. And I saw him clear as day when opposition came against him, where they were saying that he could not pray, where they were declaring that there was no prayer to be found. He prayed boldly. He did the exact opposite of what was being declared in that nation. He opened up his windows. He kneeled down before the God of heaven, hallelujah, and continued to pray faithfully, boldly, because he knew from where his solution was coming from. His solution wasn't coming from the king. His solution was going to come from his God in heaven, hallelujah. And because of his faithfulness, we know that when he was thrown into the lion's den, who took him out? God kept him kept them alive, kept them well. And when he was taken out, there was no scratch or bite or anything to be found. Hallelujah. That is the God we serve, but it takes our consistency. It takes us on our knees praying and declaring that life will come into, uh, life will come into our situation. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to my God and Savior. And now maybe you've been thinking, but God, I've been praying for weeks And I've been praying for years. And this is why I said I went ahead of myself. But let's be reminded once again that Israel 
was in that desert for, for four, the people of God were in that desert for 40 years. Hallelujah. And yes, it was the new generation that came forth and walked into, hallelujah, their promised land. But guess what? Right? Especially those that are parents, that we're already parents. We don't do what we do for us. We do it for our kids. We do it for our children. We sacrifice and we do what we do because we want our children to have better than what we were able to have. Amen? And our parents did it before us. So now it is up to us to show them how do we fight in this world that always is coming against us. Because since we are people in this world, the Lord, the Lord warned us. We would have troubles. The world would come against us because we call God our God, because we claim Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. But it's up to us to show them and witness to them how we fight as a woman and a man of God. We don't fight, my man, um, as the world's fight. We fight on our knees. We fight through prayer. We fight through fasting because we know that that's where our solution lies. We know that that's where we're going to get the strength that we need to continue until we see, amen, our victory at hand. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So don't give up. In Ezekiel's vision, God asks him, son of man. I found this interesting. You know, I've read this um, passage before and never quite saw it like this. And he said to me, speak in my name over these bones. Say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Listen again. Son of man, can these bones live? I answered, oh, Lord, only you know that. He said to me, who's he? God. God said to Ezekiel, speak in my name over these bones. Say to them, oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord God says to these bones. I will make breath come into you, and you will come to life. Notice God didn't say, Ezekiel, I'm telling these bones myself that I'm breathing life into them. No, he, put the, he placed the responsibility on Ezekiel. Hallelujah. He placed the responsibility on Ezekiel to call life and to, and to call the Holy Spirit to breathe life into those dry bones. Hallelujah. Never noticed that before. So guess what, people? We are the ones who are responsible to call life into those dry places, into those dry areas. Amen. We are the ones who have to call life into our loved ones consistently, persistently. Hallelujah. Jesus, think about yourself and where God took you from. How consistent and persistent did he have to be for you to be here today? He never gave up on you. Don't give up. Don't give up. Hallelujah. This is what the Lord God says to these bones. I will make breath come into you and you will come to life. Don't look. Don't look at the person's condition. Don't look at their death. Look at them with hope, knowing that there is nothing impossible for our Lord. Hallelujah. You don't leave the valley of dry bones saying that there is no hope for them. That's not the people of God. That's not, that's not our response. Our response is that there is hope where there seems to be no hope. Amen. Because when we come in, Jesus comes in. And where Jesus comes in, there is life. Amen. There is life to be found and found in abundance. Hallelujah. Jesus, we worship you, Lord. And the same applies to all your circumstances. Amen to your marriages, to your children, to those around you. Only life produces life, and we are that life. Without us, truly, the dry bones will remain as such because we are God's tool. We are the vessel that he uses to let those who do not know him that there is life to be given, life to be found. Hallelujah. Only people filled with hope can bring hope 
to those that have none. So if your hope has been depleted, the Lord is encouraging you today to revive it, to understand, take hold to God's promise and let that hope be revived in you again. Hallelujah. So I, in Ezekiel 7 through 10 says, I'm going to wrap it up with this. So I prophesied as I was commanded. He didn't stay there shut. He didn't stay there still. He didn't stay there quiet. The battle is the Lord's, but we have a responsibility. Ours is to pray. Ours is to declare life, amen, to prophesy and command. And it says, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to, his, to bone. Can you imagine Ezekiel seeing such a thing? Dried bones now coming together, attaching themselves to one another. Hallelujah. And when I beheld, lo, the sin sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. And that I saw, there's a process. See, there's a process that God takes those people. He took us through a process. We're still in a process. But then for those who are dead and dry, God is taking them through a process. But we're the ones who get impatient, and we want to see it happen right away. We want to see them, you know, be in the place that you, wanna, um, that you know God wants them to be, amen? But even they have to go through a process. Even they have to get to a place where they're calling out to God. And if the Lord doesn't allow them to go through some of the messes and, and uh, you know, and the ugly things and the ugly places that they put themselves through, they'll never arrive to the place where they say, God, I need you, and I need you to change it around for me because I realize finally that I can't do it on my, on my own anymore. Amen? Hallelujah. But imagine such a sight. Imagine this is where your vision, where your focus needs to be. It's in the outcome, in the end result. Imagine those dry bones becoming, coming together and the Lord putting fresh and new skin, you know, fresh anointing upon those people who, who we love, that we are calling back to God, our prodigal sons and daughters coming back, amen? Imagine, keep that vision in your picture. Forget the struggle. Forget, you know, that right now they seem so lost. Again, don't look at their circumstance. Look at what God is going to do, amen, and how everlasting it's going to be. Hallelujah. So I'm going to go down to verse 10. It says, so I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood up upon their feet, <clears throat> and, exceeding, and an exceeding great army, hallelujah, came about. That's the King James Version. So first, God takes them through a process. There's still no life in them. But God is doing something in the background. God is doing something in the places where we can't see, right? With our spiritual eyes, we can't see how God is connecting and aligning everything so that once it's, he's ready to breathe life into them, they're able to receive. Amen? If he do, does it before, if he does it too soon, the, the work won't be complete. Okay? They'll step into it, but they'll run out a day or two later. But when God is ready to make that complete work, it's going to last for eternity. Hallelujah. Jesus. Um, in the verse, it talks about a wind. And the wind of God is the Holy Spirit. And in the word of God, the Holy Spirit is often exemplified um, um, as, um, oh, let, me, let me say that again. The Holy Spirit is often exemplified in the word of God as the wind. So prophesy unto the wind, thus say the Lord, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. Here God is showing us the spiritual authority that we have through the Holy Spirit. 
Again, God places the responsibility on Ezekiel. The spiritual authority comes from faith in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? So this is why it's important that we don't lose our hope, that we don't lose the measure of faith God has given us because it's that faith that gives us the power and the authority to declare um, life where there is no life. Amen? Hallelujah. Ezekiel was told to prophesy to the Holy Spirit, to place a command on the Holy Spirit, to breathe life into the dead bones. Why was he told to do this? And why is God calling us to do the same? Because this is where the hope is. This is where the hope, this is where the life is. The Holy Spirit himself is going to come into the valley, and he's going to restore the dry bones back to life. It's only the Holy Spirit, not us, the Holy Spirit that can breathe life back into your situation. Hallelujah. Back into our loved ones. Only the Holy Spirit can restore your spouse back to Christ. Not anything you do, not anything you say, not in your own strength or in your own will. No. All we're called to do is to declare that life will be restored in their lives. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. I promise I'm ending right now. There is an order right now being restored into your situation. Ezekiel heard the rattling of the bones and how bone to bone came back together. You see, there is a process that God takes us or takes them through. But that order is being restored. Hallelujah. Right now, where there was chaos, order is coming back into place. Amen. And once he's completed that process, the Holy Spirit will then come and breathe life back into the freshly restored order. So I am encouraging you today not to give up because it is not time for that at all. It's time for you to stand up, put on the armor of God, and begin to prophesy in the middle of your valley to the dry bones to live again. Amen. Be encouraged because a victory is on its way. And in our new season, hallelujah, we're going to see a lot of God's promises in our lives come to reality. Amen. Come to our natural eyes. Hallelujah. But stay focused and don't give up.